summer doesn't sing in you, then nothing sings in you. And if nothing sings in you, then you can't make music. Something she told me. Hello, I'm Lenny. Hello, Felicia. Beautiful. Oh, Tell me about Oh, it. she's wonderful. She's a lovely girl. What age are we living in? One can be as free as one likes without guilt or confession. Please, I know exactly who you are. He can be the first great American conductor. There's a price for being in my brother's orbit, you know that. I love people so much that it's hard for me to be alone. That music, it keeps me glued to life. I don't even know how much you need me to. I might. If summer doesn't sing in you, then nothing sings in you. And if nothing sings in you, and you can't make music. Hello. Welcome to Movie Humpers. I'm Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> hey. Visiting from heaven. <laughs> God is pansexual. I've let my hair grow out. I've got a little mustache. You could smoke in heaven. We're here to talk about my movie directed by Brad Bradford Cooper. Bradley yeah, what do you Cooper. think about him? What do you think about Bradley Cooper? He looks very handsome in this movie. <laughs> Apparently, um, he he took pains to look as much like you as he could. This movie is, of course, dedicated to the memory of of, uh, my wife, my ex-wife, the greatest beard in the history of beards. I don't know that... Did you get divorced? That's a good... I don't think so. (laughs) Trying to remember the movie. I'm very curious about... I feel like I'm interviewing you now. Um, I let my hair grow. The humidity here has curled me out. How did you feel about the casting of matt bomer as as what what could arguably be considered maybe your first love what a piece am i right <laughs> what a piece i mean he's pretty he's beautiful he could play gay superman he could play gay and why not, couldn't he just play superman and not the ralph guy who did play who was gay and played superman he was gay know. right ralph how's your father doing my dad's good this is Penis thick and veiny. Um, no, we're I'm, not talking about I'm that. I'm kidding. He's too old for me. Okay, well, he's <laughs> younger than you. Well, but he's I know still you too like old for me. All right, them very young. You know, it's uh, what if it, you don't let the winter sing to you, you can't, you can't do anything. You can't. You have no passion. 
Mm, mm. You got to let the winter sing to you. It's winter. It's, it's academy season. I thought it was the summer that needed to be in your heart. Well, that too. But it's winter now, and you got to let winter into all your orifices, all your holes. Okay. Cool. You're, you're, you're ignorant. You don't understand. Oh, that's you're rude. Ig- you're fucking you know, ignorant. You know, this is my show. Well, is it? Where's the other side piece you have around here? He's a little old for me, too, but I mean, I would, you know. As the kids say, would. You would? Yeah. That's. Have you heard this term? Well, I mean, you're in heaven, so I don't know how much you're paying attention to, like, pop culture and what the kids are saying these days. But apparently, um, there's a term that would say, my body is ready. Yeah, my body is ready. So you seem like a my body is ready kind of guy. Like you're just always, your body's always ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for many things. <laughs> Do you have any relatives in heaven? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're my beards. In okay. heaven. <laughs> Actually, my nanny probably would have loved you. <laughs> your, your nanny's my beard in heaven. <laughs> no. No. And uh, the other guy, his grandma, is my other beard. I have a harem of beards. The other guy's grandma. Oh, granny. The guy that's not here, his granny. Granny and nanny. She is also, I have a harem of beards, but I'm fucking Michael the Angel. <laughs> who actually. The archangel? Completely genderless. So I guess that makes me pan. Well, you, you said Jesus is pansexual. I mean, does that mean that. He's God. fucking. Oh God! Is God? Does God be fucking in heaven? He's been locked in his room for a long time. Is there an orchestra in heaven for you to conduct? Do you play the piano? Like yes, still- but they won't let me conduct it because the the heavenly choir when they sing it can literally strip the flesh from the bones of all of humanity. Mm. It's more of like a, a grandiose punishment. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So. So, so what did, uh, you know, so like you said, we're here to talk about your movie. Maestro, yes. Directed by Bradley Cooper, written by Bradley Cooper, Josh Singer, produced by Martin Scorsese Mm. and Bradley Cooper, Mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg, Fred Berner, Amy Durfning, Kirstie McCosco Krieger. They all produced this movie. It stars Bradley Cooper. Carrie Mulligan, Matt Bomer, and uh, Sarah Silverman shows up in it as well. Yeah, she plays your sister. Bobby is not here today. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's me. <laughs> but I'm going to leave the wig on. You it should. is kind of like an old maestro, maestro wig. <laughs> uh, sure. I know you just like pulled that wig out and put it on your head. But this I think I could have br- brushed it out and sprayed it and actually probably made you look a little bit like him. Yeah, this is the closest wig <laughs> we had. You mean it's the only... Gray wig. To, well, that you yeah, white. Find. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Maestro, directed by Bradley. I'm so thirsty. Please give me an award, Cooper. And you're Bobby, and I'm Angela. So, for, and there are dogs. So, we're trying to, for the rest of this month on Extra Days. Yeah. Our theme is Women in Crisis, but we have a sub theme. And the nominees are we're catching up on some Best Picture nominees yes. that we missed. We yes. saw about half of them. So the other half we're going to get to and squeeze them in throughout the month. So it'll, it's a lot of loaded months until we get to the other side of March. Mm-hmm. I may be overbooked myself, but 
we're watching a lot of movies and we like to watch a lot of movies. And once we once we determine which is the ultimate best one, I think we need to contact the Oscars and let them know. Well, I was thinking I'm trying to figure out like I maybe want to do a pre-show, like a special weekend drop where we just sit around and discuss our Hell predictions yeah. for the Oscars. Yeah. Criticisms. And have our own rules, our own humpy nominations that involve whatever the fuck we want. Love it. But yes, the they announced, on the 23rd, they announced the nominees for all the Academy Awards. And there's been some kind of a weird, uh, you know, we'll get into my show here in a, in a minute. I don't want to linger too long, but I want to talk about this in a little bit because our pre-show, our Academy pre-show probably won't come out for about a month. So sure. I don't want some of this to be a month old. But uh, I forget, Mary McNamara wrote an article for the LA Times. See, Barbie is a Best Picture nominee. Yes. And it got nominated for like eight Academy Awards, like the third or fourth most nominated movie. Yeah, there's two songs nominated. But Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie didn't get nominated. So there was this think piece by a culture critic. I got to pull it up. That's totally fair. Are we still talking while you pull it up? Go ahead. Okay. So that's so interesting. So Ryan Gosling was nominated. Yeah, yeah. But Margot Robbie was not. I mean, listen... I get it, kind of. The movie we, we predicted Gosling would. Yeah, get a we nom. predicted that Gosling would, and I'm not surprised that I'm Ken is nominated for the song. Mm-hmm. But the Barbie song is also nominated, and I was kind of surprised about that. I just in that movie, he was the scene stealer. Yeah, that movie is fine. You know, yeah. it was a fun. We gave summer it a movie, seven, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's an enjoyable, fun movie. It's it's not best picture. The the thing this is what McNamara is complaining okay, about. Okay, I'm ready for you to read this because CNN. it got nominated for best picture, so did. that's not the complaint. No, sure. All right, I'll just read like a little bit of what they wrote. This is what Mary McNamara wrote for the L.A. Times. Okay, if only Barbie had done a little time as a sex worker, or barely survived becoming the next victim in a mass murder plot, or stood accused of shoving Ken out of the Dreamhouse's top window. Certainly millions of Barbie fans are currently wishing they could push someone, perhaps a member or two of the Film Academy, out of a very high window. How on earth does the list of 2024 Oscar nominations not include Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, who respectively directed and starred in a film that defied all critical expectations and made movie-going fun again? More pointedly... How did voters justify giving Barbie with its very clear message that women have to dance backward in heels? Yes, it was very clear. It practically wrote it on a piece of paper and put it in front of you. Yeah, yeah. To get half the validation their male peers get. A best picture nom while ignoring the two women that made the picture possible. You just tell me when you're ready for my response. (laughs) Of course, Ryan Gosling, because he's a nice dude that he was disappointed that Margot and Greta didn't get it. I think McNamara is like reacting to that and turned it into some fucking forced think piece here. Go ahead and uh, give your thoughts on okay, it. Okay, so my thoughts well, I look for something here. on it are this. Just exactly what you just said is that it was all but written on a poster board and shoved up in our faces what this movie was about. It is also not about them not getting nominated. You have to look at the people who were. Mm -hmm. And the women who were nominated, granted, I think there's one or two on there that I haven't watched on the screen yet. Maybe they were all just better. 
it doesn't mean like it's not like they decided not to nominate women this year you know they just didn't decide to nominate that one these two women they did not nominate women well i wanted to share um someone i've i found this uh woman online she's like um a linguist on TikTok. She's saying what you essentially are saying, but she said it in a much specific way because now the, this, this is for some kind of cultural feminist conversation around Barbie. Barbie did defy expectations. I feel as though part of that is because it wasn't what anyone expected. And in addition to it being very in your face of what it's about, it's very saccharine. It's very pandering. I think, I mean, do you feel like that's too strong of a word? Like, it, no. it's like, it's like, hey, women, it's really hard to be women. And you know what? One fat Barbie does not excuse, does not excuse all the things. Like, like, it's like they took it to like a point, And then if you wanted to really make the point that you're making, maybe it should have even been darker. It's also, at its core, like a marketing movie. Like, there are things that are good about I actually do think Greta Gerwig did a good job. I sure. Do. Margot Robbie was fine. The set is gorgeous. But the, like, there's... The only person who... The only character that really evolves and takes an actual journey... Is, is Ken. the Ken character. He's the one that goes through these processes. Barbie goes through from a world in which she is the such the main cultural figure everything is centered around her and then goes into real world where she kind of realizes it's not really like that but she can always go back to her own world ken is like what the regular women are but in barbie world okay the one thing i would argue against what you just said is that i do think that barbie does have a journey hers is more introspective and it's more of a she's always been what everyone expects her to be everything's perfect she's perfect everything's great and then she realizes that it's not all great and that's the truth she realizes that being perfect is not the most important thing being yourself is but again it's it's fine i don't know i didn't not like it but I didn't think it was so amazing. Uh, okay, I want to play. Please. I will put it on the screen. This is by Eleanor uh, Stern on TikTok. I think it's like at Eleanor.Stern. Now, I credit her. She's not giving me permission to post this. But I think she makes an interesting point that it, I will just let be my point. So okay. I will play this for you. I guess my thoughts about this are that Barbie didn't get snubbed. Because first, like, it got nominated for a ton of things, including Best Picture. And second, it's, like, fine if you think that Margot Robbie should have been nominated because she, like, did a great job. But, like, it's weird to act like it's a loss for feminism that Ryan Gosling got nominated yeah. instead of her. It's not instead of. The category is Best Actress. Like, she was only up against other women. It's a category Amazing. of women. Amazing, yes. All that happened is that a different woman got nominated instead of Margot Robbie. So, like, it just seems very clearly, like, it's not, it's not about that. I mean, also, to be a little less flippant, I think it's interesting and telling that people are acting like none of these other Best Actress nominations are, like, a win for women in the sense that, like, the category is crowded with women who play these, like, Lily interesting, complex roles in interesting, complex, high-quality movies, like Anatomy of a Fall or, like, Killers of the Flower Moon. 
and yet people are acting as this as if those things like don't count or aren't about feminism i think part of that is because barbie which like i liked i thought it was a fun movie but barbie like infantilized us all a little by like having someone literally just get in front of the camera and be like this is about feminism and this is about being a woman and maybe people think that if a movie doesn't do that it can't be about women in like a real sense and also frankly i think there's a really pervasive idea right now that feminism is like about celebrating girliness and that like you know we started off i think sort of in like 2014 it was a very popular idea on like tumblr to be like there's nothing wrong with being girly there's nothing wrong with the color pink there's nothing wrong with like preferring pop music to sports like there's nothing inherently better about frivolous masculinity instead of frivolous feminine but now i think a lot of people have fallen into this idea that like the most feminist thing is essentially being young and hot and hyper feminine and that if a movie is challenging and is about women being complex and like being real like again like anatomy of a fall like killers of the flower moon as opposed to women being like young and hot and wearing pink and having fun like complicatedness to a lot of people i think is like anti-feminist or anti-woman which obviously seems to just be buying into the idea that like it's women's jobs to be frivolous it's a woman's job to be like conventionally attractive and blonde and skinny instead of being like a real interesting complicated person living in a complicated world i love her i mean she i, I love that you couldn't said it any better no truly. you couldn't she said what i yeah, meant more gracefully listening to her say that it made me think of like Something else that is a separate thing, but I think it's almost equivalent to kind of what she's talking about in terms of this specific expectation within this culture. Remember that Danielson documentary, that documentary about the Danielson family? Yeah. They were this band from New Jersey who were essentially Christian. They were a Christian band from a Christian, they were yeah. a faith-based band. But they sounded fucking different, right? They sounded, they they weren't, everything wasn't like, praise God, Jesus. It wasn't so obvious. So when they're trying to sell their thing to Christian record labels, they were often rejected because they didn't, they weren't so fucking ham-fisted by it. So they, even though they are completely faith-based and all of their songs, though more subtle, are about their faith, Mm -hmm. They were rejected by the mainstream Christian establishment because it was more layered, more complicated. The the it was more about the music than like laying out this very obvious idea. We predicted that Barbie would be huge. Yeah. We predicted it would be the biggest movie of the year. It is. It is actually one of the most mainstream things out there right mm-hmm. now. So when if people actually kind of agree with Mary McNamara. And think this is a snub. Then there's, and like, like this self-declared popular feminist audience that, you know, puts all their weight behind this movie as an identity. Then there's something like, this is the equivalent of fucking comic book nerds. This is the exact same thing as the comic book nerds demanding, like the academy expanded to 10 so that it could squeeze in like the dark night. This is like the nerds wanting, and I, I've seen this in reading comics, even in the in the print format, and the that there's something about this type of nerdery that doesn't want to challenge itself. It wants to drag what it perceives as validating to them emotionally, and like shove it up against more complicated themes and literature. Yeah. And in a way, they don't even accept 
the basic simplicity of what it is. Like it, like they do have fun. Barbie was meant to be a fun movie, and yeah. it exceeded succeeded at that. But that's not enough for those who want to really define their whole lives by it. It has to be put up in the realms of things that they believe that they never absorb, that they've never challenged themselves, so they dismiss it outright. Right. But they want that thing to be right next to the thing that they perceive as something that is inaccessible to them. Yeah. So they'll make up something to prevent themselves from being engaged Absolutely. with that thing. And Barbie is... It's just like the comic nerds, just like it. Yes, and I also, when we were listening to her, was thinking about, it's not an either or. Like, exactly what she said. Ryan Ryan Gosling being nominated and Margot Robbie not doesn't have anything to do with each other. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were in the same movie, but there's (laughs) no... Yeah, they're not competing. There's no, like, because he got it, she's supposed to get it. Oh, well, I guess Barbie should have been a sex worker. A lot of these think piece writers and all these publications are some of the most overrated minds you will ever see. It's just a bunch of crying babies, and you're right, it is like comic book nerds. Wanted to bring that up now because I wanted to talk about it, but I couldn't wait until our our pre-academy. No, no. It would have been a month old at that point, but... But yes. Good lord. But let's talk now about Maestro. The okay. thirstiest fucking movie nominated. <laughs> Let me tell you. This movie is fucking... I'm surprised that one of uh, uh, Leonard's uh, lovers wasn't a bald man painted gold. They should have had one of his side pieces look like the actual fucking Oscar in this movie. This movie could have been called My Lovely Beard. <laughs> I mean, this is about... Um, the relationship of of Leonard Bernstein with his wife, it's Felicia about, Montalegra. It's more about their relationship than it's even is about his music. But it's interesting. I mean, there are a few moments where we actually see like him conduct an entire song. Like we do get some music in this. One of those rare moments where passion actually exuded in in the movie, in which it surprisingly does not very much. No. What did you think about the chemistry between them? You know, they did seem... You know, I thought Carrie Mulligan did a great job. I did, too. I, I think too. she really... And I... She's a fucking chameleon, man. And look... She was in... Lewis you, Davis is like a whole different woman. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not going to downplay the work, the emotional labor that Bradley Cooper put in. It is obvious he put oh, yeah. his soul into this. I wonder but, if he even broke between. And and to say that he was bad as a performer in the movie would be disingenuous. That's true. That's true. But this is a case of like a prize turtle building a terrarium around himself. Yeah. Now, in terms of directing, you know, we, we this is our first of... You know, Bradley Cooper's been doing this auteur, hyper dramatic director thing. He was he did uh the A Star Was Born. Yeah, but we like the fourth seen that. Ver- right. This is our first time. Yeah. Di- and honestly, I wasn't ever like drawn to that. Right. But there's something about now that I've sat through this movie, his movie. Mm-hmm. It's not that there is no like true passion. Well, behind-the-scenes passion or emotional labor, this movie felt so fucking desperate. It really did. And I'm not talking about the plot. I'm not talking about the... No. You know, I'm talking about the the execution of the entire thing. I just found myself rolling my eyes so much at, like, the little decisions, the little 
the displays of depth. There's a point, what, the movie in its, like, haze code era is... In when, black and white? And I get it. Yeah, we know why you did that. You okay, did, but they didn't need to do the black and white. I didn't think so. There was a moment where they... He had written the music for a ballet. And he was taking her to show her the ballet. With the sailors? And the s- sailors are doing the ballet. Fine. And then it was sort of like... The first time that she really realized that he liked guys more than girls. She knew it, but it was like she saw it. But then he, they're dancing, and then she's on the stage, and then they're part of the show, and then he's in a sailor outfit, and I literally said out loud to you, oh, no. Oh, no. It's this like, is look, bad. honey, I'm one of these. I don't like I'm this at all. I'm one of these, baby. I, but it's like, but why did they have to be in the show? Here's the thing. It's inconsistent. This movie goes everywhere. Sometimes people can, sometimes, and I think it is a rare exception, where someone can direct themselves and be completely, like, separate. Like, keep it separate so that they make, like, really good, honest decisions. The desperation from this comes from the feeling that Bradley Cooper was throwing everything at the wall. He was like, oh, let's do a bit where I'm in the bedroom and then I run out the door and I'm in the theater in my pajamas and I'm thinking about how I'm going to be on the stage and then I'm on the stage and then she's on the stage and then it's black and white and then it's color again and then I'm dancing and then I'm fucking and then... What what is the meaning? Is it doing it to do it or is it trying to be cute? Is it trying to appear auteur? I don't doubt... I'm not going to doubt him as an actor. Directing your mentality behind the whole approach and I haven't seen the other movie just based on this one. Tacky. It is overwrought it is thirsty it is desperate it, it came off a little corny it's uh it just was like a little goofier than they may be intended the thirst the we keep saying the desperation the thirstiness of it is so surface this movie is like a dedication to all the the beards for all the gay famous people from long ago right i was gonna say it's it's beards it's also the idea of and we've seen this over and over again in movies, the person who is the partner to the artist. Yeah. So she's got it like She's like two a muse. Sides. Yeah, she is like a muse, but that's not what I mean. I mean like the life sucking out of you part of it. Mm-hmm. And she even, I love how they speak so plainly about it in some of her dialogue to where she's talking, you know, at one point and she's like, I, he needed me and I knew who he was. And I thought I could handle it. I didn't think I needed anything. Mm. But after years and decades of that, she felt crushed by it. And when he met her, she was an actress. She was full of life. That's what he was attracted to about her. And he never fell out of love with her. He loved her always. But he needed so much more than just what she could give him. And I think that they really, they accomplished that. This is probably also the most kind of stereotypical Oscar bait movie. Yeah. I couldn't imagine it actually winning, you know, just kind of thinking how they might do things. I know, but a biography. But but this does seem like one of those shitty movies that could suddenly, like, it's not complete drizzling shits. Like, we are talking about good things about it. Even without seeing some of the other ones, it feels like it's, this one's got to be the most. This is more overrated than Barbie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And more people are talking about Barbie. I would say I enjoyed Barbie better than this. Yes. Oh, one more thing with the Barbie thing. Uh-huh. Hillary Clinton tweeted some shit. I don't care. Talking about. 
Hillary actually brought the score down. Good job, Hillary. You keep fucking around, it'll go down to a four. Now it's at a six point two five. Barbie's at a six point two five now. How do you like that? But yeah, I will say that Carrie. I love that you didn't say what she said. <laughs> Carrie Mulligan was probably the most seamless. I felt like with Bradley Cooper, it was just like there's too much in my. I was so too focused in on like what he was trying so hard for that. It, it, it may, and I won't even say his performance is bad, but I feel like mm-hmm. Carrie Mulligan felt more natural in so many ways. In, in a very small, not small, but a supporting role by Matt Bomer, I thought he was lovely in this. Mm-hmm. He really, time wise, he wasn't in the movie for that long, like minutes on screen, right? But. The moments he was there, I just, I just think he's, I think he's really great. He's very charismatic. He's got that, to me, that kind of like old school charm thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So he made so much sense to be, even in the black and white, like he was, it was, it was, it worked. And the relationship they had, I feel like he did a really good job too of conveying with just like a look how hurt he was by things. And when they come back around later, Mm. they don't have to even say you yeah. just know how they feel but even in those moments leonard is such a narcissist and that also comes across it just felt like there was some kind of conceptual inconsistencies yes in terms of how the film is going to be made i mean absolutely all this probably makes sense in bradley cooper's head he probably had a very specific reasons i'm not going to some are easier to read than others, like the Snoopy thing, and then the Snoopy. That shot actually was pretty good. Yeah. But and but the only but we're talking about this. My I mean, all the music is obviously by Leonard Bernstein. But the only time I really truly felt any passion whatsoever was when he's in that like cathedral and he's directing that whole or composing that whole thing as um while Felicia is revealed to walk in, and I actually felt like. The camera panning to like the side of her was a little bit like it almost was a little too much for the scene. The heavy hand, but again. he did dis- but it did display a genuine passion that you would think you would see like five times. Yeah, in a movie that like was this. the most passionate, the most convincingly and passionate he moment. He ran to her because they were separated at the time, and when he ran to her and like kissed her and held her. Yeah. It was it was beautiful. I just felt like there this movie is overthought. Yes, that, yes, absolutely. For the love of God, give Bradley Cooper Go ahead and give him the performance Oscar so maybe he'll stop doing this. Well, I was thinking, was this a book that he adapted with what's his face or did they write this straight out? Um, he could get like adaptation or some shit. On the wiki I'm not seeing adapted from a book. It's Okay, uh, well maybe he just wrote it. It's he and Josh Singer. Let's uh put put a yeah. bow on it. Yeah. 1 through 5 for, from each of us combined for best out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it a 3. I'm going to give it a 2.75. I almost did that too. But. Because it just annoyed me just enough that like I think a 3 makes sense. Just thinking about it annoys me, so I drop it to point there were There were some moments that I really enjoyed. I thought the kids were great. There's a real, There's some really sweet moments towards the end when his wife is very sick and dying. There's some really sweet moments there too. I mean, there's um there's some redeeming points, but it's just overall it's it's confusing. 5.75. C+ this movie gets 5.75 is a high C. 
It is in. It is uh, with other movies such as Rare Exports, Courage Under Fire, um, The Frighteners. Another controversial uh, rating from us. I know. I've had people talk to me about that one. But it it's also in with another movie that I think oh, it does kind of remind me of it. Not because it's partially in black and white, but because it's something that's going so hard for something, but ultimately. It's just overwrought and overrated, and that is um, the David Fincher movie Mank. Totally. It sucks in almost the it's same the way. Same, exactly. Yes. Yes. And we say suck, we are saying actually mid. Which yeah, it doesn't suck. For Academy Bait, it sucks. So, I mean, so there you go. But that is our thoughts on Maestro, and um, so for the following Thursdays here on out, we will be discussing... Mm-hmm other academy movies but i suspect this one might be the lowest one we discuss i suspect though i haven't seen the others we will see thank you for listening to us rant about the oscar news Mm -hmm. and uh listening to us uh talk sit listening (laughs) sitting through us talking about maestro as we also sat through it as well yeah check the links in our show notes for other places to find us and uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment. What did you think about Maestro? This definitely is a movie in which certain people will be like, no, I thought this was great. It definitely is a movie. If you feel that way, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Explain yeah. to us. I'm not going to argue with it. You, we, you, you keep your opinion, but I'll hear what you got to say. Yeah. So that said, for our Academy uh, selection sign-offs, um, would you like to thank the Academy? I was going to say, you are Knuff. Grrrr. <laughs>